loving Father in heaven, praise, honor, glory, and adoration be unto your holy name for your mercy and love and goodness which you've bestowed upon us. Our Father, we ask that you grant to us power to become the sons and daughters of God. Please pour upon us the gift of your Holy Spirit. You have said in your words that the word you speak are spirit and life. As we go through the words of our devotion, we pray, Father, that you put words in our mouth that may be spirit and life to all who would listen, that we all may grow into the full stature of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take the glory as you do this. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage January 20 Your face is telling. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Genesis chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 The Lord saw the wrath of Cain. He saw the falling of his countenance. Thus is revealed how closely the Lord marks every action, all the intents and purposes, yes, even the expression of the countenance. This, though man may say nothing, expresses his refusal to do the way and will of God. Mark the words of the Lord. This question may be addressed to every young man and young woman who, like Cain, reveal their passion when acting out the promptings of Satan, which are in direct opposition to the requirements of God. If you choose to throw off the sacred restraining influence of the truth, Satan will lead you captive at his will. You will be in danger of giving scope to your appetites and passions, giving loose rein to lusts, to evil and abominable desires. Instead of bearing in your countenance a calm serenity under trial and affliction, like faithful Enoch, having your face radiant with hope and that peace which passeth understanding, you will stamp your countenance with carnal thoughts, with lustful desires. You will bear the impress of the satanic instead of the divine. Many children and youth have their characters imprinted on their countenances their life's history, they carry in the features of the face. If Christ is the abiding principle in the heart, you may read purity, refinement, peace and love in the features. In other countenances, an evil character hangs out the sign, selfishness, cunning, deceit, falsehood, 
enmity and jealousy are expressed there. How difficult it is for truth to impress the hearts and countenances of such characters. All spiritual culture Christ has provided for his children. If Jesus is abiding in the soul, the heart is filled with the holy graces of his spirit, which makes itself manifest in the transforming of the features. If you would have beauty and loveliness of character, the divine law must be written upon the heart and carried out in the life. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Your Face is Telling and we are continuing to look at the story of Cain and Abel, specifically that of Cain. As we have already seen, Cain made a sacrifice which was not accepted by God by virtue of the fact that he didn't follow God's directions. He wasn't particular to do what God said he should do. And secondly, he in his heart did not come with penitence and a desire for forgiveness but taught to do God a favor by giving him what actually already belongs to God. And we ended by saying, in cherishing such a thought, we then come to a position where God rejected his offering and the next thing is that Cain wasn't happy. The Bible tells us that Cain's countenance fell. That is his face. It could show on Cain's face that he was not happy. And there were lots of feelings with Cain. Unhappiness, discontent, anger and wrath against God for not accepting his offering. We read here in the book Conflict and Courage, page 26, paragraph 2. The Lord saw the wrath of Cain. He saw the falling of his countenance. Thus is revealed how closely the Lord marks every action and all the intents and purposes, yes, even the expression of the countenance. This, though man may say nothing, expresses his refusal to do the way and the will of God. God sees our faces. He knows he can read non-verbal communication. We need not say anything. God is the master of reading sign languages. The signs we tell with our faces, with our attitude, with our posture, everything God knows it. In many passages of the scripture, God shows how he does this, how he reads that non-verbal communication. The countenance on our faces tell in what manner we receive the word of God. And God is spot on, very accurate in reading this. There are many who cannot stand a faithful preaching of the word of God. Their countenance fall when they are corrected, reproved, or when their darling sins are being touched by the preacher. They get offended, they get angry, some even storm out of the church. And if it is not in church, one-on-one -on -one communication, you see that their countenance fall. They cannot stand being in a place where they are corrected. If it is some children, they are angry, you see it in the face. Uh, if it is even adults or your own friend, you, you see the same thing in the face. The countenance falls under reproof or the displeasure of God for some people, not everyone, but people who do not want to do right. 
says their faces become harder even after the reproof for some of them and they even determine to do more evil. And this is what happened to Pharaoh. Continuous reproof from God only hardened his neck until it broke at the tenth plague. Thus will it be with those who like Pharaoh continue rebelliously in sin after reproof. Cain's countenance fell. This sign God saw was going to lead him to sin. And God came to warn him about it. God said to him, Sin lieth at your door, and its desire is to have you. And God told Cain what to do. He told him that he shouldn't allow that to happen, but rather he should rule over it. Here God was seeing danger in the countenance of Cain's face. The thoughts that were going on in his mind, God knew. And there was danger, and God came to warn him and say, Sin said to him, Sin is lying at your door, Cain. Why are you wroth, and why is your countenance fallen? If you had done what you're supposed to do, would you not have been accepted? But you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Now, sin is lying at your door. You are about to go into a greater evil than what you did earlier because now you are rejected. God is warning many of us today who have seen God's disapproval at our lives and we are not happy with his reproof. To such a people, the Lord is telling you, sin lieth at your door. And if you continue to cherish discontent at God's rebuke like Cain, you will soon fall into a greater evil. If you don't deal with your discontent, you will soon kill Abel. And who is Abel? The ones who do right. We will slay them with our lips. We will destroy them by gossiping and backbiting and maligning their character and the root of bitterness in our hearts will turn us so much against them that even some will go to the extent of actually taking their life like Cain did. We must be careful brother and sister, you who are not happy when you are told that this is the right thing to do and you are doing wrong and you feel you should not have been corrected, you feel nobody should tell you what to do and your countenance is falling, young man, young woman, ah, you see this countenance falling in the youth, many of the youth today, they come with their faces hardened, you can tell what they are, going, what they are made of, like we read in our devotion, you can just see it in the face that something bad is about to happen with these people the lord sees the faces jeremiah chapter 5 verse 3 when god was going to tell was going to uh, rebuke the israelites the jews for the evil they were doing he had to send someone who could who could not look at their face because and you look at the faces of many people today those who are doing evil oh their faces are so hard you would you'll be afraid to even talk to them you'll be afraid to even tell them the truth as it is and you may be going left and right and not wanting to tell them anything and that was the case of jeremiah he was a young man and then the whole jews were in apostasy and god needed to talk to them and god said to jeremiah in, that he should go and talk to them he shouldn't look at their faces he shouldn't look at their faces that if he looks at their face he will confound him god said to jeremiah in jeremiah chapter 1 reading from verse 10 see I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. And in verse 
17 the lord said to him thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that i command thee be not dismayed at their faces lest i confound thee before them for behold i have made thee this day a defensed city and an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land against the kings of judah against the princes thereof against the priests thereof and against the people of the land and they shall fight against thee but they shall not prevail against thee for i am with thee said the lord to deliver thee you see in meeting this countenance these people with a hard face who would even want to fight you for correcting them god said i'm going to make you strong because it takes strength to do that in jeremiah 19 verse 15 it says thus said the lord of hosts the god of israel behold i will bring upon this city upon all her towns all the evil that i have pronounced against them because they have hardened their necks that they might not hear my words ezekiel and jeremiah lived in the same period and they were prophets to the same stubborn people and to ezekiel the lord said behold in ezekiel 3 reading verse 8 and 9 behold i have made thy face strong against their faces and thy forehead strong against their foreheads as an adamant harder than flint have i made thy forehead fear them not neither be dismayed at their looks though they be a rebellious house in the book of ezekiel 2 verse 6 and 7 the lord had initially said to, to ezekiel and thou son of man be not afraid of them neither be afraid of their words though briars and thorns be with thee and thou dost dwell among scorpions be not afraid of their words nor be dismayed at their looks though they be a rebellious house and thou shalt speak my words unto them whether they will hear or whether they will forbear for they are most rebellious mm. in meeting these people like Cain, who are most rebellious who you know very well that if you even want to talk to them you can expect to get a pushback you must be strong you see it is part of a christian character to have courage firmness indomitableness strength of character and these people who have been talked about here can be anybody it can be your parents it can be your child it can be a friend it can even be a pastor and they would want to push back at you because you are telling them to do right and they don't want you to do right also it could be anyway it could be people who don't want you to do the right thing they are stubbornly standing their ground and with with and withholding you from doing what is right you must be like this pray to the lord to set your face as a flint adamant and harder than flint because if your forehead is not strong and your own face is not strong against their faces you will not prevail they will prevail against you this is the spirit of king the book of zechariah chapter 7 reading from verse 9 to 14 there he says thus speaketh the lord of hosts saying execute true judgment and show mercy and compassions every man to his brother and oppress not the widow nor the fatherless the stranger nor the poor and let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart but they refused to hearken and pulled away the shoulder you see body language pulled away the shoulder stopped their ears that they should not hear yea they made their hearts as an adamant stone lest they should hear the law and the words which the lord of hosts had sent 
in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it has come to pass that as he cried, and they would not hear, so they cried, and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. But I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations whom they knew not. Thus the land was desolate after them, that no man passed through nor returned. For they laid the pleasant land desolate. This is a consequence of stubbornness. When we are like Cain, are stubborn, under reproof, our countenance will show it. You see, young people going into cultism, ladies going into the fashion. You know you're not supposed to be doing things like that. You know, but then they set their face adamant. They don't look at anybody's face. In some languages here, they say, don't look at, no, they're speaking in pigeons, say, no looking face. When they want to do evil, they don't look at anybody's face. They put their face straight. You see, we can even learn something good from there, which is when you want to do good, don't look at anybody's face. Put your face straight, harder than a flint. Because these people said that the, the world is evil and they will come against you as a flood. If you must withstand the world, you also should set your face straight and adamant, harder than a flint. If not, the world will sweep you away and you will not be able to do right. If you want to do right, you must have this character. It is a godly thing to be firm, to be indomitable. But then when we become firm in, in wrongdoing like Cain, adamant and harder than flint, there is sin lying at our door. And when we do not like reproof and correction, we are on the road to destruction like it was for Cain. Still looking at how God is able to read the countenance on our faces when you sit in church and the sermon is going on from the faithful preacher. The faithful teaching of the word of God is going on and sins are being reproved. How do you feel? Do you feel offended? Are you angry? Do you become discontented? Do you start to wonder, oh, they are gossiping me. It's me that he's preaching about. God is talking to you and you are there thinking, oh, they have talked about me and he's actually referring to me. The preacher is actually referring to me. Can't you see? He looked at me when he was saying that thing. It's me he's referring to. Even if he's referring to you, are you in the evil? If you know you are, your hands are clean and you are good, then you have nothing to worry about. But if you know that you are in evil and your hands are not clean, should you be angry with the preacher of the word of God? Should you not repent of your sins? Be careful how you manifest the same spirit of Cain, the spirit of anger and wrath over those who are doing right. Because you are angry with God and you cannot go and touch God. You become angry with those who are doing right. And then, sin is lying at the door. The next thing, you are going to hate those who are doing right. And you are going to speak evil of them. Like I have said earlier, your tongue will come up against them. Ladies, how is your face? Is your face like the woman in Proverbs chapter 7? In Proverbs 7 verse 11, when here is described a woman, she is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at, wait at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him, and with an impudent face said to him, I have peace offerings, I have paid my vows, and she decided to lure him with, his, with her lips. How is your face, ladies? Have you used the makeup to make your face show clearly that you have left the way of God? When you start to use those fashionable things, 
all the lipsticks and all the things that are done whatever their name is all those things that are used to modify the look on the face and then the faces modify to show the stubbornness to show you don't care about the reproof to show that in your face you are neglecting the word of god and you are out to kill or like some of them will say slay dressing the face like a slay queen and they know very well that many people are observing these things and know that this thing is wrong so what do they do when they are walking they put their face straight they don't look left they don't look right they just keep walking why they set the face stubborn because it takes such stubbornness to do evil also it takes such stubbornness to not care about the society and those who are looking at you and you dress in such a way that you know this dressing is wrong and the only way you can continue in this dressing is to be adamant and you set your face as a flint the stubbornness is showing in the face as you're walking in the streets you know very well that your parents wouldn't like this you know very well that the word of god condemns what you are doing but in order to continue, you set your face in stubbornness against the Spirit of God and against the conscience that is telling you, don't do this, yet you make your face strong. What about you who are selling and buy in your shop? You know very well that the cost of that thing is not what you are saying it is, but to, in order to do the evil, you harden your heart and then you make your face strong. You don't look at the faces. You see, some of the, uh, I lose some, some of the conductors in Lagos that's how they are in the morning time when they escalate the prices of transport double it even more than double it they don't look at anybody's face when they are calling oh they call the price and they don't dare to look at anybody's face why because they know that if they look at the faces of the people they may change their mind so they set their face hard as a rock adamant as the flint to continue to do the thing they want to do so that they won't have any sympathy the lord marks our faces and is warning us sin light at your door as you are doing that makeup there as you are dressing to kill to slay and about to go on into the streets the lord is talking to you and telling you sin light at your door as you are offended with the faithful preaching of the word of god sin light at your door and many times preachers have to suffer this because they are the ones whom the evil ones come against for speaking the truth reading about a certain brother and sister here who had this attitude it's written here it says brother and sister i'm reading from testimonies volume 4 page 231 paragraph 3 brother and sister you are neither of you in a safe position you despise reproof had smooth words been spoken to you rather than words of reproof and had you been praised and flattered you would now occupy a very different position from what you do in regard to your belief in the testimonies there are some in these last days who will cry speak to us smooth things prophesy the seats but this is not my work God has set me as a reprover of his people and just so surely as he has laid upon me the heavy burden, he will make those to whom this message is given responsible for the manner in which they treat it. God will not be trifled with and those who despise his work will receive according to their deeds. Testimonies volume 4 now page 229 paragraph 1 says Satan has been using you as his agent to insinuate doubts and to reiterate insinuations and misrepresentations which have originated in an unsanctified heart which God would have cleansed from its pollution 
but you refused to be instructed, refused correction, rejected reproof, and followed your own will and way. Souls are defiled by this root of bitterness, and are through these questioning, murmuring ones placed where the testimony of reproof which God sends will not reach them. The blood of these souls will be chargeable to you and to the spirits with whom you are in harmony. It will be profitable for your soul, brother, to consider where the path which you are now traveling will end. God can do without you, but you cannot afford to do without God. He does not compel any man to believe. He sets light before men, and Satan presents his darkness. While the deceiver is constantly crying, Light is here, truth is here. Jesus is saying, I am the truth. I have the words of eternal life. If any man follow me, he shall not walk in darkness. God gives to us all evidence sufficient to balance our faith on the side of truth. If we surrender to God, we shall choose the light and reject the darkness. If we desire to maintain the independence of the natural heart and refuse the correction of God, we shall, as did the Jews, stubbornly carry out our purposes and our ideas in the face of the plainest evidence and shall be in danger of as great deception as came upon them, and in our blind infatuation we may go to as great lengths as they did. And what length did they go? They eventually killed Jesus, and yet flatter ourselves that we are doing work for God." End of quote. So here is laid out to us the manner and the kind of behavior that comes up with those who are adamant, who are stubborn and who do not like reproof. Turn you at my reproof is what the Lord said. Do not harden your hearts as did Cain. Be careful how you listen to the faithful preaching of the word of God. Do not go into gossiping and backbiting those who have spoken the truth to you. Be careful for if you do that, that is where it applies, where it says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. The Lord says, every work you do to discredit the reproof in going around and gossiping to others to make them not to believe what was said shall be held against you. The Lord will hold you responsible for every soul who through your bitterness and gossip and discontent did not follow the truth. We should be careful. Why should we be offended? Why should our hearts be as stone? The Lord is actually trying to help us. In the case of Cain, when the Lord rejected his offering, God couldn't have accepted it. And if we do wrong and the Lord is correcting us, what do you expect him to do to accept you the way you are? He's trying to help you. So we shouldn't feel offended. We should humble ourselves at the reproof of God and not be like Cain. So what does God really intend to do for us in the book of Ezekiel 11? There we read from verse 17. Therefore say, thus said the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered and I will give you the land of Israel and they shall come thither and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof and all the abominations thereof from hence and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them an heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them and they shall be my people and I will be their God. 
But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord God. Let us come to the Lord, and he will take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, an impressible heart, one that is willing to listen. That is the kind of heart we need, and the Lord is promising to give us such a heart today, to change the countenances on our face from the stubborn, impudent face and rebellious looks to a softened, subdued, and flesh, heart made of flesh that is impressible, that will follow the word of God. And I believe we should desire this. The Lord is promising not that you should make your heart soft. He's saying, I will do it for you. If you would come to God and pray to him, instead of being rebellious and kneel down and pray, Lord, I am not happy with what I was told, but I know that this reproof is true. Maybe the person said it in a way to embarrass me, but nevertheless, what they said to me is true. I can see it from your word. Please, Lord, help me. Help me not to be offended instead. Help me to take the reproof. Help me, Lord, not to be like Cain in rejecting it, in annoyance and even doing worse. That is what we should pray for instead of being stubborn and hardening our hearts and even doing worse. May the Lord give us the grace. Remember, all these things were written for our learning upon whom the ends of the world are come. Cain's example lies before us and many are repeating that example today. And there will be no different end for you. How Cain ended is how you will end. If you hate reproof, if you are stubborn at reproof and you show in the countenances of your face that you are angry with God for telling you to do something but you, you are taking it out on the human being who said it to you. Like Cain, you are in danger of killing Abel. And even if you don't kill anybody, the same spirit being in you, you become guilty of the same crime. The only thing stopping you is the lack of opportunity to do it. If only you had the opportunity, you will manifest the same thing that Cain did, but you manifest it in your words because people slay with their tongue. People slay with gossip, with backbiting and whispering. You destroy people because of what they said to you in correction. But do you know who you are doing it against? It's actually God. It's not them you are doing it. When Cain killed Abel, it was not actually Abel. It was his anger with God, not with Abel. With God is what made him kill Abel. If he saw God face to face and he had the opportunity, he would have as well killed God. And that is the depth of this issue of not being of not wanting to take correction that stubbornness it's actually a sign that i would kill god too let us be careful not to manifest such character instead if we see it in us because it can be there pray and tell the lord to take it away from you rather than manifesting that stubbornness it's n sometimes it's natural for us humans to be offended at correction but rather instead of being offended think it's true pray don't get offended don't backbite don't whisper don't gossip over the person who corrected you just humbly is hard but pray and take the correction that is what you should do pray about it we pray that the lord will give us the grace to follow after what we have learned today amen let us pray Holy Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace to do your will. We thank you, Lord, for what we have heard today in, in the life of Cain. Many of us have gone in that example in the past. 
We pray, Father, that you would help us from henceforth to take correction. Forgive us for all the times we have been hardening our hearts under reproof and been rebellious and even done worse or backbiting and whispering and gossiping those who have corrected us. Please, Lord, have mercy and forgive us. Today, Lord, we want to change and we pray that you would help us to be susceptible to the Holy Spirit, to follow the Word of God, that whoever it is may correct us according to your Word. We would humble ourselves and follow after the correction, doing your will and not being offended. Please help us in this regard and give us the grace to walk in the way of righteousness and truth. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. <laughs>